Hello there and welcome to your GG Replay for Monday, August 16th, 2021. GG Replay is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show where we break down the latest in gaming news for you, hosted by the Goodnight Groups, a place for games and a place for goofs. We're, we're workshopping the slogan, but until then, I'm Paul. I'm joined always by Matt. How are you doing on the beginning of this fine week, my friend? Just another manic Monday, Paul. Um... <laughs> Wish it, it were, were Sunday. Sunday. That's actually that's I refer to that normally as my fun day. So, I na uh, <laughs> naturally. I don't I don't understand. Maybe I'm missing something in the song lyric, but I just don't uh I don't wish it were Sunday ever. Yeah. They they, they specifically have a th are the Sunday scaries. Like Sunday is worse mm. than Monday, demonstrably, I think. Yeah, I don't love well, I don't think it's worse, but I don't Yeah, because the impending dread of Monday is worse than actually going through a Monday. All right. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's true. I, I can <laughs> see that. I personally would take Sunday over Monday every I agree. Every but time. I guess if you're going to wish for a day, it's like if you like a, a genie was like, it's Monday. You wish it were a different day. Friday. Yeah. Saturday. Saturday. Probably top yeah. one. Saturday if is. Should, I think Saturday. Poll, Twitter poll. <laughs> I think Saturday universally has to probably be, you know, the large majority of people's favorite day of the week. Yeah. I even get a little bit of the Saturday scaries knowing Sunday's coming. Ooh. um when i work like monday to friday so i gotta say like fr friday and when work is done is like peak time because you're like the weekend barely hasn't even started yet like oh, i could totally. stay up tonight and like tomorrow i have two full days like it'll never feel as good as it does friday night you have it's a good time everything ahead of you on friday yeah it's <laughs> you amazing you feel like the whole world is ahead of you it's <laughs> yeah. like the first first night of christmas break you're like yes yeah. <laughs> um before you start realizing the days tick by slowly yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, welcome to GG Replay. We're here talking about video games uh, and not the scary days of the week. Uh, if you wanted to have your kids learn about the days of the week from us, it might be a bad move. We're, we're ascribing a lot of meaning to them that might be depressing. <laughs> Before we get started, just want to remind everyone that if you come across any necessary corrections in today's episode, please send them to ggreplayshow at gmail.com or head down to the YouTube comments below and let us know because you know what? It's sickening being so perfect all the time, and we need to know when we make mistakes, because I'm sure we make a boatload of them, but we'd n we'll never know. We'll never know, Matt. I'm just going to always assume that I've been right for this entire show. I think that's how 90% of the world <laughs> works anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt. The reviews are in. The reviews are in. They are. And we have some pretty interesting eclectic games here to talk about, uh, an interesting list of games uh, to talk about. So first off, everyone's been waiting for it. The hotly anticipated, uh, not necessarily from the same developer, but we've all loved Power Wash simula Simulator. And now we're moving on to Lawn Mowing Simulator. Of course. Uh, got a 71 on Open Critic. It's, it's out right now. I, myself, was pretty psyched for this. More than Power Wash Simulator, um, which looked to me to be a little bit, um, like, it looked satisfying, but also kind of monotonous. Yeah. Whereas this one, I really feel like just getting those perfect lines. I watched mm. a reviewer uh, play it. And he was like missing the corners Ooh. and like not doing a good job Jeez. mowing the lawn. And I, it was like, oh, I have to play the game. I should be playing this. You were probably watching some IGN San Francisco was, reviewer was, who's yeah. never mowed a lawn. It was IGN. He <laughs> said in real life he's mowed many lawns. So I think like, mm. I don't know if that, I don't okay. know. I'm sure they looked bad, I guess. I don't know. But either way, uh, Matt, any, any thoughts on Lawnmower Simulator? It looks pretty cool. 
This is one of the few simulator games like this that I'm actually kind of interested in. Yeah. I we've I think we've actually even brought it up on this show before, but we I actually have. I actually really like mowing the lawn. Me too. So, yeah. This looks satisfying to me. I know Mike is going to be interested in this. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to stream it at some point. Mm-hmm. So, look look out for a uh, for Mike's yeah. Twitch. The link is on our about us section on the uh on the website at goodnightgroups.com. So, check that out. Love it. Good plug as well. But also, yeah, it was like as a teen, we had uh, I had a riding lawnmower and that was the greatest time of my life. Like such a fun thing. We had like 10 acres and I would just take the riding lawnmower out. And that was one of my and blasting my eardrums because I put uh, little earbuds in and blast them to the max level so that I could (laughs) listen to stuff. Well, I I listen to Total Biscuit while I mowed my lawn and like blast my ears out. Now, question, Paul, did you see the only thing I've seen for this game? in like screenshots and videos mm. are riding lawnmowers do they have push mowers so i have not seen if there's push mowers i was wondering that too for some of the detail work if there's any hedge st- like like a weed whacker Ooh, that would or, be cool uh, yeah, yeah i feel like it, you have to have something like that so we'll we'll see um or as a, a boomer might call it the whippy snipper i don't know if you've ever heard anyone do that, that but i've heard Canadian a lot of like thing. yeah maybe but like some of the older folks here call it a whippy snipper that's hilarious. Um, it is pretty funny <laughs> But yeah, but uh, pretty cool. Uh, there's like a career mode, which is also <laughs> really? kind of interesting to me. Over that's the best part is the the game has a story, a career mode. You're like Amazing. starting your own landscaping, like lawn mowing company, and you have to like you know make sure you don't okay, get that's a thing. Awesome. It's like make sure you pick up your lawn cuttings, or you might get fined. Oh wow! Uh, so like I I love that because that's that I think a lot of these like that was what made American or Euro Truck Sim so good too is like having like a career mode. Anyway, we've talked long enough about lawn mowing sim, but I just like I'm pretty excited for it. I actually might put some some cash. Um, one thing I will say, only on Series S and X on Xbox. This is not on Xbox One. Um, <laughs> it it's is a, a next-gen next game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty crazy. Moving on to something looking a little bit less next-gen, but still quite cool. Road 96, pretty cool-looking narrative adventure. Looks like a Telltale game, but uh, weirder, <laughs> like Psychonauts Telltale yeah. game. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, got an 80 on Open Critic. That's out now. I watched uh, some reviews, some stuff of this. It looks... Uh, looks really cool. Uh, I, I noticed that you wrote it, and I, I thought that I noticed the same thing too. Is that there's kind of like this roguelike aspect yeah. where you run through to try to escape as a teen from like this weird country, and then you run through again and you continue, and it kind of pushes you further along the story, and you learn more about the characters, which is really really cool. Yeah, it looks like from what I gathered, the story is actually like randomized, and that's what makes it. That's what gives it the roguelite sort of feeling is that every time you play, you're it's a different run. Yes. So that's kind of interesting. I don't know, like, like, I wonder how good the story can possibly be if it's randomized like that. But yeah. one thing that I thought was cool, looks like you play a bunch of different mini games throughout it. Like, they had, like, yeah. retro video games. They had, like, air hockey, stuff like that. You could, like, just go, like, trash um, a, connect like four. A, an area, too. You, I saw someone, like, just taking a bat, like, smashing up, like, a dump area just mm, to, like, take some aggression okay, yeah, out yeah. or something. So, yeah. Yeah, connect four in the back of the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. This looks, like, right up my alley. I really like the idea of, like, you can hitchhike, you can take the bus, you can do different things, your runs are different, but the characters are consistent, so you, you like, learn more about them as you go to, like, the other characters in the game. Yeah, the uh, idea of the game is cool. Like, you are free mm-hmm. to just figure out how you're going to get from point A to point B. Yeah. That is a pretty cool idea. Yeah, wow. like it sounds like it might not be like 100% polished, but uh, yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. Like, I hope they maybe like continue to work on it, maybe come up with some DLC or something. But yeah, it seems, it seems really cool. Yeah. Moving on, we're getting, I feel like after years of having just uh, Civilization or maybe like the Endless series, we haven't really had 
uh, a lot of new 4X games. But now we got Humankind, and uh, this is right on the heels, too, of Old World coming out. Interesting game. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I feel it got 81 on Open Critic. Uh, it's out tomorrow, so you can get that if you're if you're dying to play it. Um, it looks cool. Looks like Civilization. A little bit different uh, in some respects. The combat's a little different. They have like a one of the cool hitches that I saw was neat was that you could you start in the Neolithic Age, on like yeah. when you start in other games uh, like already settling society and you right. have to like kind of like become settlers. You have to like figure out how to you know have your little Neolithic tribe survive, which was kind of neat. But then ultimately, it just looks like it becomes a Civilization game. Right. So yeah, this. <laughs> This is not my kind of game. Like, in theory, yeah. this is the kind of game that I would like. In theory, you, I like 4X you, games, but in, practi yeah. in like practicality, they just don't work for me. I it's, think you'd like Civ 5 or something, or maybe even Civ 6. Like, really, really, really simple. I have Civ 6. I've, I tried it because I, it, I wanted to get into it, but I'm just like, this is just... There's a lot to learn. It's it's slow. Yeah. I, it just, yeah. I get why people like it because of the strategy and the freedom of... Of how you want to go about you know creating a strategy mm -hmm. but it just i if i'm going to play a game anywhere in the realm of this sort of thing i would just want to play like age of empires you know like old school RTS. yeah see i tried to play an rts again recently and i actually missed the turn-based aspect oh, okay. of uh, uh 4x but also after playing crusader kings 3 this feels like a little simple yeah like not have all the lineages and stuff so i don't know the, the main vibe i got from reviews of this seems to be like it doesn't really reinvent the wheel and when you're competing with Sid Meier's Civilization, you probably should be doing something a little different. Like, at least Old World had, like, that order system and really kind of changed up some of the, the gameplay. So, uh, yeah. First, hu right into first Humankind game. Maybe the, maybe the sequel yeah. will have to be a little more fleshed out. A lot of people are saying that, too, because I think it's the same people who did Endless uh, Legend Endless Space. Okay. So, you know, just have to kind of play with it, tinker with it. We'll probably see more Humankind. So, and the, like and these, said, so. these kind of games also thrive on DLC. So I'm sure that's coming oh, too. Yes. All right, moving right into the stories. We have some big stories today. Uh, first off, something that I was following earlier, but then totally changed. PlayStation Store ad shows that Call of Duty Vanguard will be revealed on August 19th via Warzone. But then they went and showed a bunch of stuff anyway, too, which is yeah. pretty wild. So first off, yeah, uh, there was an official teaser trailer. I don't know if you saw that, Matt. Obviously, I assume. Uh, a little looked, bit of it. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing, like the first 30 fine. seconds. Russian World War II. It sounds like apparently sources to the, uh, told uh, Video Game Chronicle that takes place during World War II. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. And we'll center around the birth of the modern Allied Special Forces. That's kind sounds of interesting. Cool. Sounds cool. Yeah, it's a little different. So we haven't actually seen COD in World War II since obviously we had COD World War II, um, which is also a Sledgehammer game. But um, before that, there was even less World War II. So, uh, you know, it seems like they're realizing that that's a huge wealth uh, of popularity for the franchise, but also not to overdo it like they were in like the mm -hmm. twenty, like the early two thousands, late two thousands, when every yeah. game was a World War Two game. So they got to like space them out. Apparently, we're seeing it'll feature a campaign, multiplayer, zombies, everyone's favorite. Uh, not really mine, but no. <laughs> we'll love it. Uh, <laughs> and it'll also introduce a new, slightly larger Warzone map that takes place in the Pacific Theater. Matt, what are you thinking? You, I think you play more Call of Duty than me. Although you know, I might get, I don't know, I might get back into it. And eh, we'll see. Yeah, so apparently this is being built on the the modern warfare warfare engine, which is good because I do think that, well, at least me personally, I liked it more than uh, shoot. What's the new one? Uh, Cold War. Yeah, Cold War. That's good news for me. Uh, mm -hmm. World War Two. Going back to that again, if you're doing World War Two, 
you got to do something interesting at this point because yeah. World War II stories, not even just in video games, but in movies and books and yeah. TV, like it's been told so many times. So like, yeah, you would it, think it's the only war that's ever happened. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. so this, this, you know, the birth of modern of the modern allied special forces, that sounds interesting. That sounds like it a does. little bit of a different take on things, a little more focused in what it's trying mm-hmm. to do. So I do yeah. like that. I, I think it sounds interesting. I'm I'm curious to see what the uh, what we see in the reveal. You know, this yeah. game is coming out in under three months, most likely. So I assume it's going to be a big blowout where we see everything. Yeah. Well, that so that's something I'm really excited for. So I'll tell you right now, um, the big news for this, the big story for me here is is that they're doing a live event reveal. Yeah. Um, Hello, Epic Games. We're knocking on your door. We were just yeah. talking about this last week about the Ariana Grande event. How Epic Games is so ahead on all of this. We were even talking about like I think on Game Grooves a couple weeks ago. You know, call it like all these other Apex Legends, Call of Duty. You know, are there any of these games? PUBG doing live events? No. This is a live event in Warzone Battle for Verdansk. It's going to be like an actual battle, I think, at some kind of like like event, and then also it's going to reveal the story and what's going to happen here for cod vanguard that's so cool that uh cool. it's so cool coming out of nowhere to be like it's, it's almost kind of like a <laughs> like hey oh yeah you kids have your ariana grande we'll do our it's like a funny live event to come off the heels of mm-hmm. uh to then be like we're gonna do our badass cool like battle event it's like oh it's actually pretty rad <laughs> who would have thought that the era of the metaverse would be ushered in by battle royale games i know <laughs> it's so, I think if so you'd strange that, if you'd said that like 10 years ago people be like what what's a battle royale game yeah what's a uh i guess yeah. i kind of know what a metaverse is in theory but uh <laughs> yeah uh, yeah seriously it's pretty crazy so you know i uh, will obviously see more this week uh on august 19th uh i will probably play this event i think it sounds pretty cool i don't know maybe we'll do that together that'd see, be fun see yeah. what we're gonna do with that it'd be cool and uh, we can talk about it on, I think that's Thursday, right? The event. So we want to talk about it on Friday. Like, okay. here's here's a quick take on COD is that, like, it's really easy to make jokes about COD and, like, shit on it for sure. various reasons. But let's be real. Like, even the worst Call of Duty games are still just well-built fun games to play. They just, yeah. they know what they're doing. I feel like it's the only annualized video game franchise that actually brings you a good game every year. And it helps because yeah. they have three, I think now four development studios working on it. So yeah, they have so many. There's a lot it's of wild. a lot of people taking turns every year. So it's not like the same team churning something out every year. Yeah. But still, like I, I feel like if you're going to do an annualized franchise, they're doing it the right way. Yeah, makes sense. I, I, I agree with you on that. Speaking of, I don't know, I don't know if we're going to see an annualized franchise, but we're certainly seeing a million games come out. Remedy, taking on maybe too much on their plate. Uh, Remedy has a new game entering production in partnership with Epic Games. And the big rumor is that it's Alan Wake 2. Now, I don't want to spo- I don't know, do like a spoiler thing, but I mean, that could somewhat relate to Control, I think, from what I've gathered yeah. in some way or another. Um, I don't think probably, that's a spoiler. I mean, there was I, an Alan Wake-based yeah. DLC. I'm not going to say what it is. I'm just going to say, like, yeah, obviously, like, I, I don't know. But apparently, yeah, they, those tie in. 
So, you know, we have that. There's going to be some shared universe there. So, I mean, how much could Alan Wake 2, as a rumor, also be something to do with Control? Um, and maybe that's together. I mean, so, I mean, just to re- recap, there's going to be a Control, like, Left 4 Dead Zombies kind of game. There's, like, a Control... Is there, like, an arena shooter or something? There's something weird, right? There's, like, a bunch of stuff they're coming out with for Control. Uh, yeah, so they've the got... Is an IP. They've got the Left 4 Dead type, or at least yeah. that's what we're kind of led to believe right now. Yeah. C- control game. A control sequel. Now yes. this possible Alan Wake Two. Is um, it possible the Alan Wake Two game is the control sequel? Ooh. And maybe to like limit how much remedy's got going on. I don't I, know. I don't think so because we know no. that this Alan Wake game. Well, we don't know it's Alan Wake for no, sure. But well, whatever this game yeah. is, it's a, it's partnership with Epic, and yep. Five Hundred Five is the one in partnership for the control sequel. So I wonder if that has something to do with 505 owning part of the control IP or something. Like I wonder if yeah. I wonder if that has or like if maybe Remedy owns the IP, but but it's a situation where if Remedy wants to make a new control game, then they have to f- at least first ask 505 if they want to be a publishing partner. Maybe they have like the first right of refusal. Yeah. So maybe something along those lines. This is interesting. I mean. The cool thing about Epic Games is that they have a shit ton of money. So a ton of money, and they are not afraid to spend it. Yeah, so they can help Remedy out by putting a ton of money behind this, and you know, they're calling it a new AAA game. So eleven know, years later. So if it is Alan Wake Two, then it's Alan Wake Two with the AAA treatment with Epic Games money behind it. So that's that's intriguing. It's intriguing because I see a lot of people with different views on this. I've seen a lot of people online saying, "Hey, listen, like." I like Control better than Alan Wake. Or, oh, you know what I'd really like is more Quantum Break, not Alan Wake. And then I see a bunch of people are like, finally, Alan Wake's the only good thing. Like, it's my favorite thing that Renegade's done. So it's kind of interesting. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if it can, if that story and character and everything can draw the AAA audience that they're looking to get. I don't know how, if, if it is Alan Wake 2, I don't know, like, how well that game is going to sell. Again, being a 2 and having you rely on, before, like, Remedy was so more popular, like, again, Control and Quantum Break were much larger, more popular games, like, well-known games. Uh, obviously, Alan Wake has a cult following. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also a game that's, like, at this point, and this isn't, the game isn't even, you know, anywhere near ready or finished yet, uh, presumably, uh, you know, Alan Wake at this point is 11 years old already. So it's maybe not something you want to go back and play right now. So kind of a weird thing to make a sequel to and put all this money behind. But maybe part of it is maybe it's actually an Alan Wake like remake or remaster or something. And that would be cool. Too. Or maybe that's part of the deal with, you know, getting epic money is releasing yeah. a remaster or remake around the same time. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see, but pretty exciting to see Remedy taking on more. I mean, it's a, at least it seems like an actual interesting title that they're taking on, and not just like more like Control was popular. Let's like throw a million things with Control at right. at the wall. So this is kind of cool to see them doing a, a project based on their their previous passions. Going full uh, in on the Remedy verse. Oh yes. Speaking on a game that is kind of run by pure passion, what an insane franchise. Tom Henderson, trusted industry leaker, teased on Twitter that a new Twisted Metal game is coming in 2023. Twisted Metal. Uh, I don't know if we all the, the terrifying clown, a lot yeah. of a lot of horrifying twisted metal. Sweet cars. Tooth is that his name? Been, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say. I think he has a creepy name. God it scared the crap out of me when I played that on N64 as a kid. Like, <laughs> I don't have much to say about this. I mean, I didn't really. I, yeah. I played a bit of Twisted Metal, but I know that the franchise has has progressed a lot over the years, and they've they've had some 
some interest, but it definitely feels like they're kind of resurrecting something from the dead here. Yeah, I don't know about this. Twisted Metal was such a game of its time. Right. I feel like it has to be it had that edge, edgy, crazy, scare, like like creepy thing that like everything can do now. Like at the time, it was just like pushing the boundaries of of the games being creepy and and wild and over the top. I saw someone refer to it. Might have actually been Cliff Blazinski uh, oh, wow. refer to Twisted Metal as the first battle royale, <laughs> <laughs> which which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting take. It's always interesting to like like what was the first battle royale? I think we talked about that on Game Groups recently. I think even weirder than getting a Twisted Metal game in 2023 is the fact that a Twisted Metal TV show is coming out, being produced yeah, by so, Sony Pictures Television. Yeah, that one we got a little bit a while ago, right, that we heard that news, and that, uh, yeah, Sony Pictures is doing a <laughs> Twisted Metal TV show helmed by people who I would imagine really should be doing it. Yeah. Uh, Rhett Reese and, and Paul Warnick, who are the writers behind Deadpool and Zombie, Zombieland, which, you know, totally makes sense. Uh, yeah, to that take fits kind of like perfectly. A t- to take a tongue-in-cheek look at a Twisted Metal here and kind of get goofy with it, maybe self-referential about about what it is. Um, but still, what a reach. What a crazy... I just don't know where the appeal is for the for the IP, um, but maybe that's just me. Maybe I, was not a, I wasn't the right audience. Yeah, I, I, unless they really change how the game is played, as this game could be amazing, and mm-hmm. the fans of Twisted Metal could love this, this game in 2023, yep. I think no matter what, it's just not going to sell well. I just can't yeah. see it selling well. It's really mm-hmm. hard to imagine that. I mean, the game, like, the franchise went away for a reason, right? Yeah. So you bring it back, maybe, maybe if you change things up, I don't know, turn it into some sort of cart racer. I, I mean, Car, I, battle ro- full battle royale, run everyone off the road. That would be cool as hell. You got to imagine that's probably what that. the, they probably are going to go that route with it. It's right? like, what's that uh, terrible? Was it Peter Molyneux? What was that weird car based uh, MMO that had a funny oh, name? Auto Assault. Auto Assault. Yeah. That was, that was bad. Funny. That was really bad. <laughs> I was just thinking of that. I was just thinking of that. It'll that be like that, bad. but a battle rail. Oh, boy. Speaking of something that will never go away uh, and and doesn't need to come back, Pokemon, Pokemon Direct, uh, Wednesday, this Wednesday, August 18th at 9 a.m. Eastern, early, burly in the morning here in the uh, stateside. We're going to learn about some of the cool games that they teased about five months ago and kind of left us hanging a little bit now. First off, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which they look pretty good, clean, uh, faithful to the originals. They look kind of like a little chibi... A uh, cutesy, yeah. you know, Switch game version that's updated. The Let's Go uh, treatment. Yeah, they got the Let's Go treatment. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I kind of dropped off around Diamond and Pearl in terms of me playing a lot of Pokemon. Uh, I did play those ones. Those are the last ones I, I really properly played. Uh, and they were good. I'm more of an Omega Ruby uh, kind of guy. Alpha Sapphire. But uh, yeah, they look cool. Um, I know some people were saying, like, obviously the update for the visuals is cool, but primarily there a lot of people are hoping that they're going to put in a lot of the fancy new game mechanics that they've been putting in the last pokemon right. so yeah hoping for the pokemon fans that they do that uh and the other big thing pokemon legends arceus this is a big deal obviously this is like the pokemon game that we all dreamed of when we played pokemon as kids yep. it's like an open world rpg breath of the wild pokemon set long ago when yeah. we had like proto pokeballs and we were going around and throwing them at pokemon just to kind of like dumb things down enough that they can actually, you know, run it on the Switch and make it, like, not too not too crazy. Yeah. Uh, 
It, I mean, the trailer that they gave us five months ago looks awesome. It looks so cool. You're like like ducking in the in the bushes and throwing pokeballs and sneaking up on the Pokemon. But also, it looks super bare bones in that trailer. Like, and it wouldn't surprise me to and see. And it the, ran at like 15 FPS. And it ran at like 50, 50 FPS. And it wouldn't surprise me. I was like, oh, you know, they'll add more stuff to like fill out the world and make it look a little less like like you're in the middle of an empty field. But I don't know. That feels like something that the Pokemon company would leave, <laughs> like Game Freak yeah. would leave. And just I, I I don't know. That's what I'm. I think we're all kind of waiting with bated breath to see if it's actually going to be something. So I weirdly have faith in this game. I don't know why I shouldn't. I think that the fact that Diamond. And uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are coming out around the same time makes me think that if Ar- if Arceus isn't good, if if Pokemon Legends Arceus isn't good, then people will just be like, yeah, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, I'll just stick with that for now. Well, the thing is, we don't know when either of these games are going to come out, right? So this could be like, hey, do we know when Arceus is coming out? Is it yeah, supposed January. to come out around the same time? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. we talked about that on, on replay already. I forgot about that. Yep, January and uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl come out in November. Okay. Yeah. So that's fair. They have something that just came out that's, that's faithful. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm. That's that's kind of the way that I see things. Is it, it is Arceus has to be good unless they end up pushing it back, which is also I think, possible. I mean, if they have to. I mean, or if it's like benefits from it, then go for it. I think. Like, you, I think you really want to get this game right. But you're right. It it did look bare bones. It would be okay if it looked like that and the game wasn't coming out in January. So like. I, I, this, right. this, but again, uh, again, we saw that five months ago. Yeah. Chances are they could have been showing us, like, you know, just giving us an idea of what the the, the mechanics are like, and less so having to worry about. But also, it it ran so low, even with nothing in the in the in the field of vision. Yeah, that was weird. I just I worry, like I worry about a lot of these games, especially open world games. Just that the Switch's hardware is limiting in a lot of ways and yeah uh, yeah i just it's, it's it's unfortunate obviously pokemon is kind of tied to nintendo here and tied to the switch and not that i i think it, i think that's fine and good but you know imagine if they had like the free reign to to make a pokemon game like this i mean they probably game freak probably wouldn't do fucking anything about it but imagine if they could uh you know make it run for like a ps5 or something how crazy that would be that would be awesome <laughs> We're, we'll ne- literally never see that never no uh but yeah i have weird blind faith in 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 this and uh maybe we'll find out on the 18th that i'm an idiot and it still looks terrible so i don't know i'm easy to please in in terms of pokemon like i think there's a lot of people who are you know die the diehards are you know expect a lot of systems and and complicated stuff and i i still don't really understand how ivs work and i usually only use like one pokemon and have a couple backups so so like for me if like the games is kind of like the world's kind of fun and like colorful i'm like all right yeah i'll I'll play some more pokemon the thing is that like the idea is so intriguing i really i just don't really i I really don't want them to mess it up like the whole however many years like hundreds of years in the past that it takes place or whatever that's such a cool idea i know and pokemon has literally never explored that territory before you've literally only been to this one time period yeah it's always just kind of hung out to the same time so just it's interesting make to it see work. more of that world in the Sinnoh region and also i don't know i lost my train of thought but that's okay it's all right it happens it happens <laughs> it happens all right let's move on before i lose more trains of thought evo uh the evo conference announced that they will be in person again next year in las vegas august 5th to 7th for the prize fight i i might might be a little premature uh, we don't know 100 know what's going to be happening but yeah sure let's uh 
let's put it August 5th to 7th, and then, uh, you know, we can always see what, see what happens from there. I don't know. I don't really follow fighting game stuff super a lot, but uh, it's cool. I think if I were going, I, I like to say if I'm going to watch a competitive game, I'd like to watch a fighting game, but I don't know if that's actually true. I'd probably rather watch, like, I don't know. I'd probably shooter. watch a shooter, yeah. Or I quite I, I didn't mind watching like uh like MOBAs and stuff a little bit. Like I watched some league stuff, but honestly there's so much downtime in that sometimes that it can be a little much. I again you like I like you, I'm not really a big fighting game guy. I don't really pay attention to the FGC at all, but mm -hmm. I put it in here because I really respect the FGC and Evo because Thanks. I think yep. that what they're doing is so cool and I'm really jealous that I'm not a part of it <laughs> because yeah. it just they're like their own ecosystem within gaming and it's so cool absolutely okay let's buy ourselves some game pads matt we'll we'll start Ooh. streaming and we'll just well the stream will just be you and i both being terrible at fighting games with yeah. like really expensive game pads and we'll just fight each other until we get really good which <laughs> it, which which like fighting game series is the one that you like the best i guess like i i don't play a ton of them but i guess i would probably say that street fighter would probably be the one that i would gravitate toward back in the day i would have said soul caliber sure um i actually got a little bit into playing dragon ball fighters okay uh, uh last year which was fun and i mean it's basically you know a classic fighting game but i just love dragon ball so much so that was bomb uh, you can get it on sale super cheap so that that's really sweet probably my favorite um if it weren't for that i've played some other ones i think i played i tried some guilty gears or something like okay. that or some things on on steam that were really cheap um skull girls i think i played that okay. for a little bit i tried to get good at because it was kind of the art style was kind of cool but uh yeah but dragon ball fighters was probably the most i've tried to play a fighting game and, and watch too i watched a lot of streamers uh or like youtubers uh, play that too just to see the cool animations and stuff i played a lot of dragon ball z budokai back in the day i played a lot of those games that was my favorite game series for a really long time uh, everyone's always like hyping up the tenkaichi budokai tenkaichi mm. games but i never really played those I, I always played the straight up original three budokai games i actually yeah. got the the xbox 360 remake uh like i don't know for, i played on my xbox one like a few years ago and uh didn't hold up super well i'll tell you yeah. right now but uh <laughs> but it was a lot of fun as a kid that was one of my favorite games did you ever play any of the bloody roar games no i, don't think I love that. those so you would you you would play as like a regular fighter and then mm -hmm. you know you would have like this gauge that you power up and then you can like turn into like a beast like a like mm. a werewolf type thing or something like that. And yeah, I, what what system was that on? I think I might have played that. At I don't know if it was PlayStation exclusive, but it was definitely yeah, on PlayStation. I definitely played that on someone's PlayStation because that sounds extremely familiar to me, and I remember being really psyched. Now that you're saying it, so yeah, I'm sure I did play that. I loved those back in the day. Yeah, they should forget Twisted Metal. Let's bring back Bloody Roar. Seriously. All right. So, you know, speaking of things that we're bringing back, things that are going away. Dead by Daylight, Stranger Things DLC being removed this November. Uh, so get it while you still can. Uh, do we know why? That's so interesting. I was, I was trying to read, trying to figure it out, but they're just like, ah, the license is over, I guess. Yeah, right? it's, it's um, got to be just the end of a licensing. But you can still get it before that and then use it, right? So that, that's pretty cool. Also, uh, it's not going away till after spooky season. So, I mean, hopefully by then most people will have gotten it. If you're going to play Dead by Daylight and you haven't played it by the end of October, were you really interested in playing Dead by Daylight anyway? Is what I say. Here's what I think is going to happen and what we're going to see in the future. Uh, licenses, video game licenses that are related to Netflix are going to start going away. They're not going to be mm -hmm. renewed uh, because we know Netflix is. That's a really gaming. good tip. So, That's a really, really good prediction. Yeah, 
uh, this, you know, we were we were talking the other day about playing Dead by Daylight. I know. I was just gonna say I still want to. I actually downloaded it on my Xbox. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, looks uh, it looks like a fun yeah. game. I've just never played it before. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I want to get yeah. into it. Don't think I'll be yeah. buying Stranger Things DLC though. I don't. Yeah, I don't really like Stranger Things. Uh, Apparently, I think the Game Pass version comes with like mo- uh, all the DLC, most of the DLC, like oh, a crazy okay. amount. So Great. I don't know. Either way, maybe that's something we'll be doing this week. It's not on PC Game Pass. Ah, uh, which sucks, terrible. Because I did check that. Pull the Xbox One out of the uh, out of the old closet. I f- we'll keep forgetting I have an Xbox One. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, and moving on to final thing of the day, just a kind of fun fact. Reported by Game Data Library on Twitter via Famitsu, all top 30 best-selling retail games in Japan last week were Nintendo Switch titles, uh, which is pretty darn cool. Now, you might think, oh, okay, well, that happens. I mean, obviously, PlayStation's pretty popular over there, or maybe there's been... This is the first time... I saw this over the weekend, too, Matt. It was pretty interesting. First time a top 30 was from one single console since 1988. November 1988, from the top 30, was Famicom only. We're talking the OG NES uh, was the last time this happened. So Nintendo holds the record, and they have once again come to claim it. Pretty crazy. Uh, It's pretty crazy that... I guess maybe it just there's a per, like obviously the original that was really there really wasn't competition in a real way and that mm-hmm. was like exploding onto the scene the Famicom and so it was perfect time I mean obviously it'd been out for a while in 1988 but still it just never died it was so incredible this one almost feels like I I can't guarantee but it feels like maybe there's like a drought of of PlayStation titles maybe or just like that perfect moment where there just wasn't quite enough going there because I I feel like obviously the popularity isn't quite the same these aren't the same market factors right um, thirty years apart. No, but. I think I think you're right. It, it's it's it has to do with a, a PlayStation drought right now. Kind of like a perfect and storm. I thought it was interesting. Another tidbit is that so number one was Minecraft, and then number two through thirty yeah. were all Japanese developed games. Yep. Um. That the thing that was surprising to me was uh, the Minecraft thing because I assumed all of the Japanese developed games would would make sense uh, uh, in general because we're talking about Japan, right. but. Minecraft number one, yeah, absolutely crazy. Uh, the, I love it. Like a gl- Everywhere, still a global title, still insanely popular. You know, it's not necessarily mentioned as much, but I mean, that's because I'm not talking to seven year olds who are probably playing. I mean, and, and I'm not saying that only seven year olds play Minecraft, but there is like a huge popularity there. I think in, in Minecraft that isn't uh, talked about as much anymore, but people still put tons of hours into it. How are people still buying it? Doesn't everyone so have Minecraft? <laughs> like, how That's are... what's crazy to me is it's a top selling game and I assume everyone would have it, but maybe maybe it's just catching on in Japan. I don't know. I think it, is it the best selling game of all time? I think it is, yes, right? Yes, it is, it is. So every, how is it still selling? <laughs> Everyone's I got know, it. right? I know, right? Yeah, it's wild. Maybe I guess it's just sweeping its way through the world and it's hitting Japan right now. True, <laughs> I maybe, don't know. Maybe, maybe don't yeah, know. Different, different times that trends hit, it's possible. Different, no, that would be interesting to look up actually. Matt. What? It's been great talking to you today. It's been good talking uh, to you. I will, I will, it's been great talking to everyone at home, too. You know, I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, goodnightgroups.com. And on that website, we have our blogs. We have our videos. We have our podcasts. We have about us, and we have links to all our socials. So if you are interested vaguely in anything that we've done, or extremely interested, uh, head on over to goodnightgroups.com, and you can get everything Groove related. Because if you game, you're probably a Groove. Also, this podcast 
It is an audio form, so if you're listening to it on audio right now, good for you. You're you're with the trend. But if you're watching the video, also you can listen to this as a podcast, so you don't have to look at our faces the entire time. Um, either way, if you can send us any sort of likes, five stars, any ratings, we really, really appreciate it, especially in Apple Podcasts, because that really helps with the algorithm. And also, good reminder, you might see over at our website, we do have a Patreon. We do appreciate any and all support. Just listening and watching is great support. We really love it, especially feedback, comments, emails. Uh, any way you want to interact is amazing. But you can get to the front of the line and interact with us a little bit better or get exclusive content. If you head on over to our Patreon, there's a $1, $3, and $5 tier. $3 gets you early access to our all-encompassing gaming podcast, Game Grooves, which actually just came out yesterday. Uh, so you can actually go head out and listen to that, too, right now if you want to. But you could have listened to it on Friday if you were a patron. So okay. something to think about. You could already come into the week knowing what's going on. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. <laughs> I feel like I'm just... Set a mouthful. Matt, do you have anything to add before we head out of here today? No, I'm just off to go start my lawn mowing career. <laughs> that is it. Don't forget the corners, Matt. Don't forget the corners. I unless you and I'll get my, uh, my willy snapper. Your, your whippy it? snipper? My whippy snipper. My willy snapper. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Very, very different connotation. Uh, imagine grass were just... Anyway, uh, thanks. Oh, That's going to be no. it for GG Replay for Monday, August 16th. 2021. Have a great day. We'll see you again on Wednesday. Good night, groups.